In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. And this Sunday is the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time for November 14th, and we are really closing into the end of this liturgical year. So you'll continue to hear a very stark message of the end of times, and we have some very powerful readings to proclaim and to ponder this week. So I'm really looking forward to sharing those with you today. Today. I want to begin by opening with this prayer, and I think it certainly fits in with the theme or the messages that we hear from both the Old Testament and, of course, the gospel reading today. This is a prayer for the protection of the church. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O glorious Saint Michael, guardian and defender of the church of Jesus Christ. Come to the assistance of the church, against which the powers of hell are unchained. Guard with special care her august head, and obtain that for him and for us the hour of triumph may speedily arrive. O glorious Archangel, St. Michael, watch over us during life. Defend us against the assaults of the demon. Assist us especially at the hour of death. Obtain for us a favorable judgment and the happiness of beholding God face to face for endless ages. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I saw that prayer, I thought, wow, it really does fit in. And, and we also hear actually Michael being mentioned in the reading of Daniel today. So just a powerful prayer for us to pray for the church and pray for us to be ready to receive Jesus at all times. Will our readings take us from Daniel to Hebrews to the gospel of Mark once again? And so let's begin. In fact, I want to just share with you the uh, entrance antiphon because I underlined some words as I heard it spoken again today in mass, and it's uh, referenced into the book of Jeremiah. The entrance antiphon for the Sunday mass is, the Lord said, I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You will call upon me. And I will answer you, and I will lead back your captives from every place. And what it reminds me of as we enter into these readings is that really one of the main, I think, purposes of a prophet and the prophets that we hear writing and proclaiming to the people is to be a messenger of peace and of hope, recognizing that the people are in such difficult times. And there is this stress of hopefulness amid what a prophet recognizes is potentially such calamity, such difficulty, such chaos. So keep that, I think, thoughts of peace and not of affliction 
in the forefront as you hear these scriptures being proclaimed. Our first reading is from the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. In those days, I, Daniel, heard the word of the Lord. At that time, there shall arise Michael, the great prince, guardian of your people. It shall be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began until that time. At that time, your people shall escape everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some shall live forever. Others shall be in everlasting horror and disgrace. But the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament. And those who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. The word of the Lord. Our psalm comes from Psalm 16. You are my inheritance, O Lord. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup. You it is who hold fast my lot. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body, too, abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. A reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 11 through 14 and 18. Brothers and sisters, every priest stands daily at his ministry, offering frequently those same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But this one offered one sacrifice for sins and took his seat forever at the right hand of God. Now he waits until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has made perfect forever those who are being consecrated. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer offering for sin. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 32. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And when they and then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, Know that he is near at the gates. Amen. I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. 
heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the themes that I thought was appropriate for these readings and for this time of the year is stand firm, stay strong. And if you recall, as we get into the Advent season, you're going to sense that as well, but stand firm, stay strong. And that really is the message of our prophets. That's really the message of Jesus is to stand firm, to stay strong, strong in the Lord, not in the world, not in what we see, not in the calamities, in the terrors, in the difficulties, in, in all of the challenges that we may experience in life. And the people of God over the histories have certainly encountered their share of very stark hardships. But let's go back to the book of Daniel and just a couple of things that I highlighted. And again, mentioning this idea that the prophet has a purpose for his message. It's not to literally speak about forecasting the future. That's not the case of these writings and of Daniel, but it's knowing that the people are undergoing very difficult times and to remind them to not be afraid. And, and again, in those days, I, Daniel, heard the Lord say, you know, there's this, this, I think, sense of comfort, at least for me. Here's Daniel saying, I heard the Lord say this. You know, Moses said, I heard the Lord say this. And it is being the messenger, the messenger of hope. You know, it shall be a time of unsurpassed in distress. You know, there is going to be a hardship. Um, but that the Lord the Lord will provide peace. You know, I love the, the last four lines, but the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament. And those who lead the many to justice shall be like stars forever, will be bright, will be shining, will be reflective of God, that it, it is our duty to lead people to the Lord it's our duty to follow the Lord, to continue to walk in his ways and to have the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. And Daniel's reminding us, as the prophets, I think, do, nothing lasts forever. You know, you're not going to take this trouble with you, that these troubles, no matter what the troubles are of your age, political troubles, financial troubles, spiritual troubles, psychological troubles, whatever troubles are happening, it will not last. Be hopeful. In fact, hope is all you have. The faith in God is what you have. Cling to that. The other aspect that I think is underlying all of these readings for me is, am I ready for the judgment? Because this is reminding me, Death will come for all of us, that that final breath we will all take. We will take the last breath. Are we ready to meet our maker? 
And it's a, it's an interesting time in the church as we are all recalling the lives of those who have just recently died in the last year. And particularly those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. It's so fresh in their memory and their hearts that we all will have that point in time. When will that happen? Only the Lord knows, but will we be like the wise that shine brightly? We'll be Will we be the ones who are leading others to justice, to God's way? And we will be like those stars forever. There's a great comfort in a lot of the Psalms. And in this Psalm 16, therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence. There's, there's this real beautiful sense. And that's part of when we talk about praying the mass, you know, our whole body, mind, and spirit is praying in the mass and participates in the sacrifice of the mass. You know, that's why we have kneeling and we have standing and we have gestures of bowing. We have the sign of the cross. You know, we have different ways in which our whole body responds to, to worship God, to celebrate God's love, to receive the Holy Eucharist. And so there's such this beauty that we have to remind ourselves that our bodies, our spiritual bodies, our physical bodies are part of worship. And my heart is glad. My soul rejoices. And here's, here's the kicker because you will not abandon my soul to the nether world. If you cling to that and hold true that you believe that, and you believe, and you will conform your life to the God who promises that you're not God. You don't put other gods before our Lord, but if you truly cling to the God, our God, our almighty God, Jesus Christ, and trust you will not abandon me to the nether world. Have that sense of trust and faith. You will not let your faithful ones undergo corruption. You will show me the path to life. You know, it's written in the word of God, how we are to follow the path to life and where we find joy. We find joy in the Lord the delights at your right hand forever. I just, the Psalms, just, if you are in a blue and kind of, kind of a depressed mode, or if you're just feeling a little melancholy, get into the, get into the Psalms and remember that the Lord has a promise to take care of you. Cling to him, cling to that promise and conform your life to how the Lord invites you to live with joy and hope generosity, humility. I'm going to skip right to the gospel of Mark and I'm not going to do it today, but I would encourage you to read that whole chapter 13 because there's a little bit before and just a little bit following this particular section of the, the readings, but Jesus is outside the temple. And the last couple of Sundays, we've been hearing Jesus teach and proclaim some messages inside the temple, but he goes outside and he's across. And now he's talking to his disciples again. And he's giving us this, this vivid imagery, right? Of, of in those days after the tribulation, and he's talking about the sun and the moon and the stars and all of this. 
And I don't want to get into all of that, but I do want to get into, again, this language of Mark in the gospel is supposed to be a language to console the people, to remind people of a hopefulness. And one of the things that came to me was, you know, these difficult times of tribulation are not times to be a rest stop. You know, we don't take these crises and say, oh, we're just going to live in this forever, in this difficulty, in this COVID, in this political season, and the, the difficulties in the church, whatever it is that you think is difficult and hard and challenging right now. Don't make that a, a rest stop. It's not a pit stop for us to sit in. No, it's to move forward and to move towards. And that's why that stand firm, stand strong. We need to stand firm and stand strong in the truth. And the difficulties, the calamities, the restrictions and all those things, those aren't the truth. We don't stand in them. We may have to pass through them and we may get scarred by them. But the Lord heals and the Lord is telling us, don't stop here. Don't start to, don't stop in the difficulty. You know, if you're running a marathon, you don't stop at mile 20 and go, golly, that was really difficult. And I'm just going to stop here. No, the finish line is six more miles out. Go, keep going, go forward go forward, never back as St. Unipero Sarah would say, you know, go forward, always forward, fall forward, fail forward, fall forward and rest in the Lord. Don't rest in the calamity of the day. Don't rest in the headlines. Oh my goodness. Don't rest in the headlines in the Facebook posts and in the Instagram posts. Don't go there. Don't go to those places. Here's the other thing that is quite frightening. The Lord will destroy the wicked. Daniel talks about this. You will see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds. Can you, I don't even know what that would look like. It would look awesome. From the end of the earth to the end of the sky. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels nor the son, but only the father. But we know that the Lord will destroy the wicked. And our call is to not be part of the wicked. Our call is a path to holiness. You know, we just celebrated the National Week of Vocation Awareness and our, our vocation for everyone is a path to holiness, is to live a life of holiness, to be good, true, and holy, and to conform our life to Jesus Christ. And so we are called to follow that way of the Lord. Are we ready? Are we ready to see the Lord? There is a great example that Father Emmanuel said in his homily, and I think it's great. Are you, are you in mass mode? And when we're talking about the end of times and my final breath and all of these things, you know, at every moment of the day, think about, is the words, are the words that are coming out of your mouth, are the behaviors that you're exhibiting in a group, in a community while you're driving in the car, 
Would those be the same kind of words, actions, behaviors that you would feel comfortable doing, saying, being in mass? Are they acceptable in mass? If you're driving in heavy traffic, if you're waiting in line, if you're picking up the kids from school, if you're having a conversation with your spouse, if you're talking to your neighbor, talking about your neighbor behind their back, are those words, are those actions, words and actions that you would want others to hear, you would want Jesus to hear in mass? And that's what I think is, a, is an interesting reflection for us as a way to really recollect how am I behaving? How am I acting? What are my thoughts? Are these thoughts that I should have about the Lord in mass? And if they're not, if I go, hmm, that's probably not a good thing. Would I want Father Brian to hear me say this? I need to rethink where am I going? What path am I heading down? Am I really trusting in the Lord? Am I letting him lead me in the decisions that I make? in the events and activities that I'm participating in, in how I work with my kids and my spouse and my friends and my coworkers and, and the people that I serve in ministry. How am I allowing the Lord work in my life? Am I, or am I just doing it all on my own? And so it's really, I think, a good time as we come to the close of this liturgical year. I can't believe it. Next weekend is going to be the Feast of Christ the King, King of the Universe. And that really closes the door for 2021 and this liturgical year. And it's a really a powerful time for us to reflect. Where is my heart? Do I need to get to confession? Boy, if you haven't been to confession in the last month, uh, yes, you need to get to confession. Are there things going on in my parish or my neighboring parishes that I could be participating in, that I could be contributing in, that maybe they need volunteers? I'll tell you what, every parish on the planet needs volunteers. They need people to help at mass, to set mass up, to be in the choir, to read the gospel, to read the readings, to be able to serve, to be an usher, to count the money. I mean, all these things, we need people to serve the people of God. I cannot imagine one pastor on this planet that if he heard you say, Father, what, what is your number one need in the ministry? How can I help? I cannot imagine any pastor who would just say, oh, you know, we're doing fine. No problem. Just stay at home and, you know, come to mass. No, we want people engaged. We want people engaged and coming to mass, celebrating the mass, helping people to open their eyes, open their hearts to receive Jesus, coming to adoration, having time of prayer as a community. I love when people pray the rosary together as a community. We're going to have a time of praying the chaplet of divine mercy together, having novenas together. These are all so important. They build family. They build community. They build a sense that I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stay strong in what's true. And so as we hear these words, here we go. Here's the communion antiphon, one of the options that could be said today at mass. This is beautiful. I, I heard Father Brian say this, and I it just, I circled it. To be near God is my happiness. To place my hope in God, the Lord. What are you doing today to be near God? Because that 
is your happiness. Is it spending one extra day a week at daily mass, finding out when are they doing adoration at my church? Are there other churches in the neighborhood and the community that I could drive to? I could carpool with somebody to go to, to, to be near to God. I guarantee you there will be activities going on as we get into Advent at your parish, at neighboring parishes that aren't there just to turn the electricity on in the church. They want people to be there. They want people to come and to listen to where the Lord is calling them today. You've got to be near the Lord. Yeah, you can go for a beautiful walk in the rain and the fall weather and be near the Lord. I agree. But to be with his people, to be able to receive Holy Eucharist in the Mass in a state of grace, to be able to go to confession and to receive the Lord's absolution, to be able to be with the people in a ministry, that's where your hope lies in the Lord. So be near the Lord today, this week, and place your hope in the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, world without end. Amen. Have a very blessed week as we come closer to Thanksgiving. Stay safe, pray hard, stand firm, and stay strong. Look forward to talking with you again next week. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Day Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.